I wish he could run for president. <laughs> I would, he would be a great president. I imagine oh him. He wouldn't do anything. I and imagine, that's what we need. I imagine him being president like in his gear. Like <laughs> he has to just wear the, the ab window cape. <laughs> but the constitution is in there. Yeah, he, he has a belt made with the constitution in the middle. It'd be dope. God, I love the ab window. It's been a while since we talked about it. It's really good. I know. I know. And then like when he like reveals the pecs, it's Ugh, so good. Gorgeous. <laughs> Hello and welcome to WrestleSplania, the show where wrestling enthusiast Kath Barbadoro explains wrestling to me. Rachel Millman, a new fan. Hey, hey man. man. <laughs> At the same time. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up? I don't know. We just had ramen. We just ate some really good ramen. Yeah. Uh, very substantial. Oh, like So good. It's cold out today, and it was just like that like pork bone broth, and mm-hmm. we got free kedama, which is, uh, if you're not a, a ramen person, kedama, they bring you a bowl of extra noodles. Mm-hmm. When you're like halfway done with your soup, when you eat all the noodles, you put the extra noodles in the broth and i say that because i have always thought that kedama would be an amazing name for a fat japanese wrestler <laughs> and then i she said that to me and then i said that he should have like a half size little buddy because I, I usually get the half portion of kedama and i don't get the fall what's the do you know the japanese for half kedama because then they could be like a tag team of like no kedama and then like whatever the word is for half kedama she can just be half serving <laughs> um, but he'd like he'd like ride in the sidecar on the motorcycle or something exactly yeah. exactly um, i just fat a fat wrestler named extra noodles is like very good to me yeah. i really i really want it <laughs> um but yeah it's it's kind of fitting that we had ramen because we're doing a japanese wrestler today uh i'm excited about that yeah we're doing tanahashi yeah hiroshi tanahashi are as of this recording pretty brand new minted uh IWGP heavyweight champion. Very proud of him. Yeah. I knew he could make it happen. Yeah. It's like his like 90th title reign. God. <laughs> um, but we're happy to have him be the champ again. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we decided to go uh, backwards in time for this a little bit because I've only really been familiar with him in the present in the last year. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And I mean, he's had a, he's had a pretty long career and his career uh, kind of. It's not necessarily unusual in New Japan now, but I feel like it is less common than it used to be where like almost his entire, if not his entire pro wrestling career has been in New Japan. Like he went through the New Japan dojo, he trained there and then like he's basically a company man. He's worked for New Japan like pretty much his entire career. I've said this before. He is very much the John Cena of New Japan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. People make that comparison a lot. The two aces. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, he uh, he started with um, his dojo class had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, Katsuyori Shibata. In, in it and they were sort of like the three like these are our dudes the only um the i haven't watched shibata yet because this is the show so i think that a yet will, is expected yeah. the uh the shit the most shibata i'm familiar with is that wonderful i like jason edit of him like kicking the shit out of okada set to hard knock life <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good it's I've really good <laughs> and i think i got taken off of youtube so youtube how dare you somebody made like a meme about shibata that i thought was like brilliant that was it was like all the hands like holding hands you know the like it's like all the hands and then the thing in the middle is all the things oh they yeah they're common. holding each other's wrists yeah. yeah and it was like uh because shibata is like a very 
he was like a really hard hitting like shoot style yeah. dude and he was like really hot and he wrestled like in the era of like ghetto and everything so it was like Inoki fans Gato fans uh tumblr fan fiction writers yeah and then in the middle was like katsuyori shibata <laughs> like nice. everybody likes him i feel like the next one was probably <laughs> mma because there's four hands on that <laughs> meme right yeah i don't yeah. remember what the fourth one was but uh people who like concussions <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> head injury perverts <laughs> uh but yeah so those three were like these head are our injury dudes. perverts yeah i just gotta shout that out that's really good <laughs> thank you <laughs> i mean that's kind of what we all are right if we watch yeah. we're sort of head injury perverts a little bit this is sort of a tooth injury pervert episode yeah so <laughs> uh lb lb helped uh, me out with this they basically wrote like all, all the all the notes and picked the matches because they, they wrote a beautiful set of notes if you are subscribed to our patreon you will love them and if you're not i would say sign up because it's wonderful they're really good yeah they they managed to summarize like a pretty long career pretty well so um, but yeah, so we watched three matches for this and two of the matches involve Tanahashi's teeth flying out They're of his head. Horrific. <laughs> so warning. Say. So yeah, no, actually genuine. I'm going to give a genuine trigger warning on that one. Cause it's gross. It's pretty gnarly. If yeah. you g- decide to listen to this and watch them like heads up, it's <laughs> fucking nasty as shit anyway. But yeah, so like, I, I don't know a lot about like early, early Tanahashi. We kind of started this talking about, um, when he became the heavyweight champion, which like, again, just to give you an idea of like how long he has been around and not only been around, but been like important, Tanahashi won his the IWGP Heavyweight Championship for the first time in 2006. That is when I graduated from high school. That's Hiroshi when Ta- I was in my first year of college. Yeah. yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi has been a main eventer my entire adult life. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. In this industry where people are like, their careers are pretty, especially your career at the top, I feel like is pretty short. Yeah. You know? Like, he's been around, and he's been doing it, and he's been, like, main eventing Tokyo Dome, like, the entire time I've been a person. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yup. I would love to see Young Lion uh, Tanahashi. I'm sure there's documentation out there, but... Just like, cause I mean, and you, this is what's fun for me too, is the more I learn and we watch older stuff, I can be like, oh, there's a young lion I recognize. There's a young lion I recognize. Yeah. Yeah. This has a lot. These matches yeah, have a lot of little, really fun, little cutie, cutie pies that we know and little love. babies. <laughs> uh, but uh, it just, I would love to see that. Cause like, he's so just, he's like bogey Bacall handsome to me. Yeah. He, he carries that air of like old Hollywood clark gable ass yeah there's something about him like first of all i agree i want to see him as a young lion just because i can't imagine him with like young lion hair because they have to have like normal hair yeah it's like weird but there's something about tanahashi that is just like it's classic it's like you said like yeah it's old hollywood it, the, he's jimmy stewart he's he is Jim- the jimmy stewart of wrestling the, and like i didn't totally understand his appeal until we saw him live wrestlemania weekend really and yeah. like I, like, I knew he was good, but I didn't get the, like, ace of the universe thing. Like, that's what they call him. They call him the ace of the universe, the once-in-a-century talent. Like, I Go didn't, ace. I didn't get any of that until we saw him, and we were both like, 
holy shit. Yeah, and we've talked about it on this show before where I just had a brain melt when yeah. I saw him. But it's true. I had a brain melt. Yeah. And then you touched his hand. And then I touched his hand, which is like the most important thing that's ever happened to me in my life. It's <laughs> like, I think about it all the time. Being born, <laughs> touching Hiroshi Tanahashi's touching hand. Tanahashi's hand. But he has <laughs> that, like, you know, I'm I'm joking around, but like he really does have this like presence that's like so larger than life and like he's always had these like kind of big hammy themes with like this big guitar riff yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like it's cheesy but he is so good at being that guy he fills a room and like we have he fills a room we've heard that said about okada too because we love okada for a lot of reasons thighs funny (laughs) but like he's a big goober right but everyone I have talked to who has, who has either seen him live or met him has been like, he is larger than life. Yeah. It's crazy. Or like, he's just like, he's, he's really, really charismatic. Yeah. He just fills a room. Yeah. And I've said this before and I think, I think I got teased for it, but like he's Billy Joel of like, Billy Joel can <laughs> fill a room. I have seen Billy Joel live. Right. It feels like you're being like, I was literally, when I saw Billy Joel, I paid 15 bucks for nosebleeds at the, Pepsi Arena in Albany, New York. I think it's the Times Union Center now. My back was literally to the wall, and it felt like he was playing the show to me. <laughs> that is a talent. Yeah, I I feel like maybe Tanahashi and Billy Joel are like a good comparison because again, I feel like uh, don't don't get offended. I I'm not from Long Island. I won't. <laughs> like Tanahashi and Billy Joel are both like kind of cornballs. Oh, but like I, oh, you thought that would offend me? I don't know. People get weird about Billy Joel. I, they I do. do not like Billy Joel, but I can understand the appeal. And I feel like, especially knowing like, oh, you go see Billy Joel, and it's like a, 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 a like transformative experience it's, just because of to be in in the presence of someone. He so, is Bruce Springsteen for Long Island. Yeah. No, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. just I <laughs> not for me. But like again, like Tanahashi, there's this element of like corny cheesiness yeah that's just like very like almost naive baby face like i'm the good guy i'm gonna shake everyone's hand love and energy like love and light baby but he's so like he's such a presence that he makes it work yes he his tagline is love and energy which for most people would be so corny but for him you're like crying and like i would say love you is yeah that's a yoga heel is love and energy <laughs> exactly for sure but it's uh, juice robinson's gimmick in nxt the like environmentalist uh, like, that's just love but no tanahashi like he's like says in interviews he's like i need to like soak up the the crowd adulation because that's how i win like i just need like he's f- he's fed by it he's, and you're just like i i want to feed you it tinkerbell yeah he's totally tinkerbell <laughs> um but he and he's kind of like at least the whole time he's been the champ. I feel like he's mostly played that role, not always, but mostly. Yeah, and uh, he just does it so well. Like Tanahashi's been the champ, like I said, like most of the time we've been people. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the first thing we watched for this was a couple years after uh, his first heavyweight championship win. We watched him uh, versus his old uh, tag team partner and also another one of the three main dudes. I, I feel like there's a name for the three main dudes, but I'm just going to call them the three main dudes. Three amigos. Yeah. The, the, there's like a new Japan, like word for like the Nakamura Shibata Tanahashi. When thing. you see your boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm going to call them the three main dudes, but anyway, one of the three main dudes he's fighting with, he, uh, we watched Shinsuke Nakamura, 
uh, versus Tanahashi for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, holy moly, this is this is this is a really good match. It's gnarly. I it's been a while since we did a Nakamura episode. He's kind of been taking it easy match wise. So this was also it helps because one, this was chronological in the order of matches that we watched, mm-hmm. which is not how you say that sentence. But I'm just gonna roll through. <laughs> uh, but it was also like. Yes, we talk about how Tanahashi has this larger-than-life presence, but I'm a little accustomed to... I know what I'm getting with a Tanahashi match, and I hadn't seen him fight Nakamura when Nakamura was... I guess the polite way to say it is full energy mm-hmm. um, before, so it, it was something new, so it immediately snapped me, and it made me be like, okay, there's nuances that you have to pay attention to. Um, and also, like, Nak is younger, and he's, like... He's a little beefier in Yeah, it. he's beefier. He's got really good hair. There are a series of hair choices in every single match <laughs> that we watched for this. But, like, his hair is really good. He kind of – his hair is what would happen if I had decided to get into roller derby. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> – it's like a, like, grungy pompadour in a yeah, really good way. But he has, like, a little more baby fat in his cheeks, mm-hmm. and it frames him so well. And, like, not that the side buzz, the undercut doesn't work on him, and not that he isn't, like, you know – a good looking dude now. Sure. But it's just, it's a different look and I'm like here for it sort of deal. Yeah. Also like, you know, we were just talking about this like incredible outsized sort of charisma that Tanahashi has. Um, I feel like one of the only people that I feel matches that is Nakamura. Like Nakamura is so charismatic. Oh my God. And so these two guys against each other, like, Speaking of people I had meltdowns about when I saw <laughs> them do entrances. Yeah. Like, knock. Holy shit. Yeah. I just feel like he's, like, so cool. And yeah. And the crowd is clearly, like, into this, you know? Like, yeah. I think, like, the, the main thing, too, that I took from, from all of these matches is, like, Tanahashi really is really beloved. Yeah. And... Something that I think is going to come up a little bit that I want to sort of impress on people is, and I, I could not be less than 100% right about this, but I my understanding is that, like, Tanahashi is really responsible for bringing New Japan through some kind of lean years financially. Like, their viewership was down and people weren't as, like, into it. And it, it's very much, the sense I get is, like, Tanahashi kind of carried the company on his back. I think, again, if you're going to make a Cena comparison, like, that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um... It's amazing that he's always generally been, like, on the Cena side of the continuum, and he hasn't verged toward Orton. Like, we <laughs> we talk a lot of shit about Randy Orton for a lot of different reasons, but, like, Randy Orton has been around as long as Cena, maybe longer. I, I don't know, but, like, Tanahashi has never gone in the way of, like, ugh, I'm over it, go away. Yeah, and he's, like, been a top dude. I mean, I don't know, because I, I wasn't watching this whole time. So, yeah. like, maybe people did get sick of him at some point. And, like, I, I, I don't know, but I, it seems like the crowd is, like, really into him for all of these. Like, he's just, like we said, he's, like, the hero, you know? Yeah. He's, the, the thing I remember saying at WrestleMania when we saw him is, like, it's, like, you see him and you're just, like, everything's going to be okay. Tanahashi's here. Like, yeah it's gonna be all right yeah he's like he's here with his like his pecs and his hair yeah he's like human xanax yeah it's just like a very it's like a hug he's like a hug for my eyeballs to look at <sighs> can you imagine really hugging him I, incredible i 
can't I can and have imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> also, speaking of like uh big themes and everything i really like nakamura's entrance music here yeah it's really good yeah i like i like learning that he uh founded chaos that's cool to me oh yeah i'm sorry i feel like i've done you wrong by not giving you a little more history on chaos but yeah that's fine he he turned when he turned on tanahashi that's he founded chaos i can't believe dustin is in nakamura's stable i know right so proud of him they just have so much in common yeah truly (laughs) (laughs) but like this match itself is well it would initially really the first big thought i had from this is that like tanahashi is older and i've only been watching for a year less Mm. than a year technically speaking um and like i have been watching a like slowed down version i'm not saying like a like a bad version it's just that he has to take things he has limitations he has limitations and like this is an unlimited tanahashi and it's just it's eye-opening yeah he is like crazy this this is him at like the peak of his powers i think and it's the same with nakamura like yeah we and we've gone back and watched some old nakamura but um you know like most of the time that we've that you've been watching him he's not he has not been plagued by injuries like tanahashi has but like he's working in wwe which is like not his style you know like you yeah. watch this match and it's like it's fucking brutal as shit oh he's kneeing the fuck out of tanahashi like you can't do that in wwe no you, you know? can't so you like, can't the last time somebody did it was a woman and we had to have discourse about it for a month <laughs> yeah. uh but like i this is even prior to i would say the big thing that happens in this match which is tanahashi's tooth gets knocked out and it is so gnarly it's like crazy yeah i have i think a decent stomach when it comes you were really bothered by this huh it i what it is and i and i and i've thought about this before when i've watched other things is that like death matches are so cartoonish in nature that it's like looking at a shock picture like a goatsy essentially yeah it's like it's so graphic it's so graphic that it becomes a cartoon Mm -hmm. as opposed to like I fucking hit my tooth accidentally. Like you are, you are so much more closer to that pain and that intimate pain. Right. And like, so for this, it was so gross to me that I turned it off and I needed a break, which doesn't happen for me. Cause I'm a yeah. disgusting person. You don't usually have that, have that problem, but yeah, this was it for you. You were just like, I need a minute. It wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't like upset. I was mostly like, wow, this is disgusting disgusting it's crazy and i can't stop watching and it's like he gets his tooth knocked out and it's first of all it's like early early in the match it's like maybe 10 to 15 minutes into a match that's like 35 minutes so he wrestles a good deal afterward and he when he gets his tooth knocked out it's nakamura has him in the corner and is just kneeing the fuck out of his head yeah over and over and over again it is like so he probably had a concussion it's crazy. I yeah. don't know, but like it, it's it's not like it was like one errant kick. Yeah, it was like Nakamura is do is doing it over and over and over again. And yeah. there's like sp- there's this spot later in the match that like there are a couple things in this where I was just like, oh, like oh no. I think what it was for me in terms of like my gross out level is like empathy. Like we've yeah. been to things where like 
things have gone awry or you've been like, okay, the match is over. The match is done. Like we saw something weird happen with Nick Gage's knee on New Year's. Right. We have talked about the low-key Daga ear incident. Right. But like this is one of those things of like, it would be totally fine. No one would be mad at you if you were like, I have to go find my tooth. No way, man. And he Fighting is, spirit. Tanahashi's not going to quit. Exactly. And that, <laughs> but like I, I texted this to Kath with like, this is why I'm not Tanahashi. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons I'm not Tanahashi. <laughs> um, my tits are not as wide set. Uh, I am not the ace. I am not love and energy. But like the tooth was for me was the number one. But it's also like, you can't work a tooth. <laughs> Right, that he for real got his his tooth knocked out. You cannot work the first tooth at the very least. It is out. Oh, and like he's cringing in pain. Yeah, he is in legitimate shock. And like I want to know what his like black market pre workout is that he could just like power through it. I look, he gets that adulation from the crowd, and it it fires him up. That's, That's not pre workout. He's there for <laughs> he's there for the people. Like I feel like. I mean, you know, in, in kayfabe, at least to me, that's like his thing. Like, he's just like, he's, and you see it over and over in these matches. Like, he is so into, like, posing for the crowd and, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and flexing. Flexing and, uh, you know, like, when he's about to go up to the top turnbuckle, like, getting the crowd to cheer for him. Like, I just feel like that, he gets this <sighs> adrenaline from performing that makes it, like, yeah, I, 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 you knocked my tooth out, I'm just gonna go after you harder now. But the thing that's crazy about the tooth to me in this is that, like, not only does the match keep going, it doesn't let up on Tanahashi's, like, head and neck. It goes for the half hour. Yeah, and it's this, like, there's this spot in it that I thought was, like, super crazy where um, Nakamura has Tanahashi like out on the on the barricade and he like basically just like drop kicks him in the back of the neck like facing Tanahashi is facing the crowd and Nakamura comes up behind him and just kicks him in the back of the neck and it looks fucking disgusting and gross yeah it's it's a lot yeah I don't Usually I can turn off that sort of like, hey, what we're watching is fucked up for the most part. But for this, for whatever reason, I was like, what I love sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that a lot with Nakamura and New Japan matches. Just not what I love sucks, but just like this is like legitimately very violent. Yeah. This is like this feels like real in a way that some other wrestling like this doesn't feel real to me. But But that's also... A that's a that's a tribute to his talent and that's a tribute to his own charisma and his own ability to act. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say sell because the other person has to sell. It's good acting, but also like you don't have to act if you're really knocking his teeth out. That's true. He's just being method. Okay, (laughs) he's very method. He's very method. It's just like, oh, and you see the like his his lip getting cut on where it's it's gross. It's I I think it's (laughs) awesome, though, because it's um. The tooth that gets knocked out is one of his front teeth. So thank God it's like a, an amazing visual that you have this guy yeah. like sort of s- s- like screaming at Nakamura, like, you know, firing up. Like but there's a really good sequence in this match and the, in, in many Tanahashi matches, because like I said, he's really good at like baby face stuff. Right. Yeah. And like the things that you have to be good at for babyface stuff. One of them is like the mid match, like Hulk up like yeah. the mid match. Like he's getting fucking back on it. Like yeah. he's red. And this match has a really, really good one of those with 
uh, Tanahashi. Like when he just starts kind of getting yeah. getting one over on Nakamura again, it's like so exciting and such a such a relief because of how sort of violent Nakamura is. Yeah. Um I'm sad that uh the way their careers went uh, and timing didn't line up that we can't ever see Nakamura and Zack fight cuz I feel like that would be like be dope. like full power Nakamura and Zack that would be like a somebody would lose an arm. Yeah, it'd be really good. Yeah. Maybe oh. that's how they should like both die. <laughs> <laughs> But when their time has come when their time has come they'll just like kill each other and then like you know ride a train to heaven together <laughs> it'll be great there's like a moment in this that um happens in a lot of tanahashi matches that i think is like such pure wrestling the thing that i like about him so much is that for all of the sort of hamminess that he has and all of the sort of like needing the crowd to cheer and everything like that yeah. he's not super flashy he's like He's kind of like we were talking about the beginning, like he's sort of classic, right? Yeah. So like his big move, his big top rope move is the high fly flow, right? Yeah. And the high fly flow is a frog splash. It's not a flip. It's not like anything crazy. It's just him jumping off the top onto somebody. Yeah. And because he is such a good performer and because of the way he like is able to sort of structure these matches the emotional high of him setting up that move is as exciting as if he was doing a 450. Like you don't need to do the flip if you are like able to get people that invested in you. And this match ends with uh, two high fly flows. He does two in a row on Nakamura and the crowd is just going ape shit. And it's like, Again, it's not a super exciting move. He looks really cool when he does it because he's, he's good at he's it. He's tall but. and he's beautiful and he has that hair and everything. Yeah, but it's like, unlike a lot of sort of people who do like super flippy stuff, the the fun of that move and the excitement of that move is in him climbing, him struggling to the top turnbuckle. Yeah. And like getting ready to do it like that's the emotional climax and I think that's really interesting because a lot of people need to do the crazy crazy athletic thing to get that sort of high and all he needs to do is like be this amazing charismatic performer I feel like he probably would have been a halfway decent actor yeah absolutely well we'll talk about his movie oh so (laughs) I want to see it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I just I I get so excited every time he does that even though it's like not you know, a, a super impressive that he just does a belly flop on. Them. Yeah. It's just, you know, Superman doing a belly flop is like that Superman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just thought that was like, and then really I assume cool. he and Nako are probably still cool. Cause he was at WrestleMania, right? He was. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was at WrestleMania to watch Nakamura. So we assume that it was Nak who gave him the tickets. I mean, it must, they must all, because they were all students together, you know? Yeah. So they like, and they're, he had, like, a, a, a tall boy of, like, Bud Light or something, right? I don't remember. <laughs> I remember the photos and us being like, what? He's here. And yeah. then we met Juice and we were like, are you sitting with Nakamura? And he said, no. Tanahashi, you mean? <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. He's sitting with Tanahashi. And he was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> he is alone. Uh, can you imagine, like, sitting down at WrestleMania and just, like, Tanahashi's there sipping his beer just sitting next to you that's the thing is like i wonder what non-performance tanahashi is like because like we said like his presence is so palpable like 
Is he just like that in his life? That seems exhausting. No, because he's just kind of like this sweet post-normcore guy, right? Uh, here's what I know about real life Tanahashi. Uh, Got number, stabbed. Number one, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> the only one of the only things I know about his early career, like before he won the titles and everything, is that um, he... He may have been cheating or he may have dump been dumping her. It's sort of unclear. He probably both. I feel like he yeah, I feel like he was breaking it off because he had been cheating, which is like sad cuz we think of him as like, "Oh, love and energy." It's like, mm, he might be a scumbag. We don't know." But anyway, he's so likable that him cheating is like, "You're on top of the world, but I get it. <laughs> it's fine. Did you use a condom? Okay. <laughs> it's not okay." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he was like breaking up with this woman and she stabbed him and she, <laughs> she was like in jail for attempted murder. She was going to murder Tanahashi and you can see on his belly, he has yeah. a and stab he, wound. He, uh, he drove to the motorcycle, uh, drove to the hospital on a motorcycle with the stab wound. Yeah. Correct. Cause he's the fucking man. <laughs> he rules. <laughs> I'm just imagining his theme playing on while he's on his while, motorcycle. Like, the knife is poking out of his <laughs> yeah. rib too. So that I know that about him. And then I also know that he has uh, a hoe dog. <laughs> Yes. Doesn't he have kids? I think he has kids. I don't know. I see on his Instagram sometimes he's like consistently with like a girl who looks like she's in her late teens, early 20s. Okay. So okay. it could be like a niece or a child. I don't know. Uh, I just know his dog. Somebody in our Discord said that his dog looks like fried chicken. It's like one of those. <laughs> like it's like a curly golden like little oh, poodle. Oh, he's a labradoodle. It, and it looks like fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and he wears those like big glasses and yeah. stuff. He has like, as LB put it very succinctly, he has like big time Starbucks mom energy. Yeah. Like with his little dog and his big sunglasses. He's post normcore. Yeah. I yeah. can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of all I know about how he is in, in regular life. <laughs> Another thing I like about this, again, I'm talking about how like Tanahashi is just very like simple like it's very not that he's not an amazing wrestler because he is he's a, he's a really really good wrestler like athletically um you know he can do a lot of really impressive stuff but he's not like super flashy to me and another example of that besides the high fly flow is like there's this sequence where nakamura is trying to get him into an arm bar and yeah. like and it's like a really simple like sequence it's just like Tanahashi is holding his hands together and Nakamura is trying to pry his hands apart so he can do the arm bar. And you he just listening to the crowd during that part is so interesting because like you hear when he gets the arm bar, when Nakamura finally is able to break Tanahashi's yeah. grip, you hear the crowd like gasp. And then when Tanahashi finally gets to the rope, you hear the crowd exhale. And it's like a palpable thing. Like you hear and feel this like tension release of like, oh, he's okay. That's beautiful. It's so good. Like it, it makes me really, really happy. Yeah, that's art. That's like hair standing up in your arms good. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so the next phase of Tanahashi's career after he's sort of like top guy with Nakamura and Shibata He's still kind of top guy, but they start using him more to like build up other stars, like other younger wrestlers. And um, you see that with uh, a lot of people, but most notably Okada. Yeah. So his feud with Okada is like one of the 
sort of biggest stories of New Japan Pro Wrestling in the last few years and something that is like very well regarded. And um, we didn't do like a deep dive on that. I That's honestly, a whole episode. Exactly. I feel like it could be a, a whole episode. There are some really good show buckle um, documentaries about it. Yeah. I loved the one about Naito. Yeah. The, the, if you've seen the Naito one, that person also made um, a two parter, I think. Yeah. Some really good ones about, about Tanahashi and Okada. So if you're interested in that, check those out. Um, but we did watch the f- very first Tanahashi Okada match. And, uh, it's it's fun like the way it gets set up because it's okada <laughs> okada's come back from excursion he's like recently graduated from being a young lion right <laughs> he's come back from chikara <laughs> yeah he's come <laughs> back from chikara I, I know he did excursion somewhere else but like the idea of going on excursion to chikara it's very <laughs> he wrestled like two matches for them but it's still funny to me we should we should tell the giant baba story yes okay so i'm so glad this this story uh this was told to us by jr aka wrestling bubble who was on our lucha bonus episode um said that so okada like happened to find himself in jakara for like a day and that sounds like how a lot of people want i happened to find <laughs> yeah. myself and somehow like the americans on the show convinced okada that like americans love giant baba <laughs> like they're like oh yeah like you'll go like they'll go crazy if you like do giant baba stuff like they love giant baba and so okada comes out and starts doing like giant baba he does like the baba chop and all this stuff to like cricket to nothing yeah like crickets in a, in a vfw yeah in like a fire hall in, in rural pennsylvania and uh I've that makes gifs, me laugh so much i've seen gifts of his entrance on that chikara thing <laughs> and he's like very much baby okada yeah. complete goofball so this is like around that time probably it's this is like a year after the nakamura match we watched and uh so okada is like just back in new japan and has apparently wrestled a friend of the show yoshihashi <laughs> uh earlier in the show and then he comes out to challenge tanahashi and people are like legitimately laughing at him (laughs) because he looks insanely silly yeah because he's got like a yoshihashi bouffant with a mullet yeah almost a wispy mullet yeah and it's got like a little curl out the back he dyed his brows the photo yeah so it's important to note he he had the bleached hair but he made the mistake of bleaching the brows as well Oof. Which is not a good, not a good look. <laughs> he really made the smart decision by having a little bit of root and keeping the brows natural. Yeah, no, I'm very proud of his hair journey. <laughs> Maybe the only hair journey I'm proud of. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I have had a journey in my acceptance of Tanahashi's hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but he, like the photo you showed me, he is making the face that is like my entire emotion about it. He's just ver- making a very resigned expression of like, yeah. Huh, welp. <laughs> Guess I gotta challenge the top guy. Yeah. <laughs> With this hair. <laughs> so nobody's taking Okada seriously at this point. Yeah, this fucking idiot who looks like a genie who just fought Yoshihashi earlier in the night is like, I'm gonna take you on. <laughs> uh yeah, so they they set the match. Like he he challenges Tanahashi and they set the match for new beginning. Uh and it's awesome it's really good yeah and okada looks great he looks really good i was actually like he he there is never a point where okada doesn't look good 
because like it's still to me like this is the beginning of someone beginning to inhabit a larger than life persona yeah and like he's he is good at it he is the rainmaker immediately but like the designs are a little different his hair there's there's been a choice with the hair that's been made with like dyeing the half of it yeah, he has a purple stripe. He has a purple, it's like a purple half, which is like, we should have seen Jersey Kazu coming then. Because <laughs> like, he had, it's like evil colored pastels. Yeah, like, I I just feel like his wrestling is clearly there. In yeah. This. Like, I don't think his character is there. Yeah. And that's what's, like, he still seems a little unsure, you know, because like you said, it's such a larger than life character, but like, the match is so good. Like the last thing I wrote for notes for this was just, okay, so I guess Okada's just always been amazing. Yeah. Cause it's like, this is his first match back and it's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. And he wins with a rainmaker and it looks fucking sweet. It yeah. looks really good. And, um, he's just like a little motherfucker in this the whole time. There's this, there's a spot where he like Okada, like Basically, he basically puts Tanahashi, like, in the stocks, but it's the barricade. Yeah. He, like, gets his neck through through the barricade and everything, and uh, and then kicks him in the back of the head. Again, just, like, kicks to the back of the head at the barricade. Apparently, I'm really into those right now, because... This is my thing for winter 2019. <laughs> it's crazy. And, uh, yeah, it just, it looks really brutal, and you're just like, shit, this guy's a guy to be afraid of, I guess. Uh, One of the things I expected going in with, like, I have, like, my anticipated theses for the episodes a lot of the time of just kind of like, oh, maybe the reason uh, Tanahashi has been able to maintain this for so long is that he injures his chest and his shoulders, but he keeps his head relatively safe. And it's like every single match he gets kicked (laughs) in the back of the head. And it's like, well, that theory's out the window. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, probably less so than some other guys. But, I mean, when your career is that long, they're going to happen. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been played by injuries for a really long time. Um, but I don't think they necessarily hurt him, which I talked about in the Wrestle Kingdom match. Like, I, I, I was talking about the high fly flow, and I think, like, a baby face struggling to get to the top rope to do their move is, like, the most, like, Er wrestling image like that is what wrestling is is like all of wrestling exists to get you to that point yeah but another thing that i think is like bread and butter of baby faces that like all baby faces must do that tanahashi does very well is suffer yes and it helps that you have this sort of extra narrative story of suffering of like not only is he good at selling his body is also falling apart and (laughs) his suffering again is tooth related yeah he loses another one see okay now i'm going to put on a like not a tinfoil but an orthodontic tinfoil hat real quick (laughs) the first tooth definitely not worked holy shit you mean the nakamura the nakamura tooth um this is like again like fucked up what the fuck uh but it's it's a question for me of like, was this a plan? Like, cause you can, once it's been knocked out, it's a lot easier to pop out. I feel. Yeah. But then it's like, I feel like when you get your tooth knocked out, you can only reattach it so many times. He probably has really good dentists. <laughs> he is the ace. He is the ace. Like that's the thing too, is like <laughs> the only, this- the only reason I think that is because like, there's a specific shot of red shoes picking up his tooth. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it's really there's gross. There's like a, a cutaway zoom in on red shoes, just grabbing the tooth. But the reason I think it's probably real is that like, I looked for when it, 
got knocked out and I couldn't find it. Right. That's the thing is like if they were going to work it, I feel like they would have made it be a specific spot. Yeah. We, we both looked and I can't figure out when it happened. Yeah. Because I assume it's before he jumps off the turnbuckle out of the ring. It might have been there. It might have been there, but like he just had it and like spat it out on the mat. Maybe Could, that might be how they knew to get the shot. If he had it in his oh. mouth and like spit it. Because you also do see before they cut to red shoes, you do see red shoes like very like obviously like notice and like walk toward it like oh. so there there so may be probably not worked uh, yeah. but like i mean they have to do so much on the fly that like this shot is definitely like <laughs> oh we just got a thing to add to this they were probably really psyched when they got that <laughs> shot like the whatever whoever was in the production booth was like yes <laughs> tanahashi's dentist is watching and it's just like ooh, <laughs> my mortgage payment is good this month <laughs> that's the thing like <laughs> He gets his teeth knocked out in both of these matches, and it's like such a tragedy because he's so beautiful. Yeah, it's like, watch the face, Tana. Like <laughs> that's your money maker. Listen, I make way less money with my face, and I'm very aware of protecting my face if I'm about to get hurt. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just you know, it just shows his his fighting spirit. I do think you're right though. Like even if it isn't worked, it's like because I'm pretty sure it's the same tooth. Yeah. Well, so, it's loose, right? That's the thing. Is like it's probably that much easier to knock out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Is that like, it's kind of like a cap. Yeah. Like Jim Carrey took the cap off for Dumb and Dumber to give himself the what if, doofy look. What if Tanahashi had like Nick Gage teeth? <laughs> That'd be wild. Those are probably his real teeth. I'm su- I assume he has like had a like Nick Gage. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Tanahashi's teeth. Like I assume he never got like intentional veneers all at once, but over the years, like <laughs> you get a like a like a gradual ascent to like veneers. That's he's just like, hey, will you hit me in the mouth so I can get some hey, nice I need new the, ones? The back molar on my left. Can you target that today? When he's like calling them out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's like some other crazy stuff. Uh, Okada does a pile driver in the audience, which Duh! is crazy. Um, the I, I just think like this is a, a really interesting sort of like first thing in their feud, and their feud again becomes like this huge story. Um, but like you you see them setting Okada up as very strong in a way that is like really cool. Like I talked about in the Nakamura match. Um, the he knock he beats Nakamura with the two high fly flows. Yeah, he tries that here, and Okada gets his knees up. So it's like, oh, like this beat Nakamura, but you're not beating Okada with the same move. Yeah, and I've talked before about like there's certain guys who it's like it's probably just like a sign of honor that you even got to fight him, and I feel that way to a certain degree about Tanahashi, but because he's so benevolent in his character, he's like, sure, I'll fight you. Why not? <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not true. Right. Like, it's a big, like, you can, like, imagine, like, if you're a wrestler and you're like, oh, I get to fight Tanahashi. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> Even if it's a bad match, you're fighting Tanahashi. Right. Uh, I feel like I'd be scared to fight him just because those dragon screw leg whips look so bad. Yeah. I love, they look I love nasty. Those. That, that's another cool thing in this is, like, when Okada gets his knees up, he immediately is in pain because... Tanahashi has been, been targeting the knee the whole time right and just twisting his leg and what I also really like and this is like so wrestling to me is that whenever we see you know oh he's targeting the knee very often in terms of like 
match story Mm -hmm. but like the way they also telegraph it to the audience is especially because they don't have commentary is they punch their knee that's in pain which is like the opposite (laughs) i would feel yeah (laughs) yeah that is that is weird (laughs) but it works and like in the moment i never question it me neither yeah i never even (laughs) thought about that but you're right it's like that's that's insane that's not like getting blood flow back to it i guess it's like you're mad at your knee You have to do better. (laughs) Love and energy to my knee. They're uh, speaking of knees. Tanahashi's knees. Oh yeah. Well, that'll be in the the Patreon notes for sure. Because look, Tanahashi is beautiful. He has an incredible body. Majestic. He is majestic. He has like God's perfect ratio of (laughs) steroids. However. The portrait of Dorian Gray is essentially his knees. Yeah, that's he's aged only in the knees. In the thigh. <laughs> it's, it's not great. Yeah, I just I here's the thing. He's still Tanahashi, but yeah. like he there's a reason he wears pants. Right, yeah. There's there's a picture of him in a singlet. In a singlet and it's it's pretty gnarly. But He also uh, just like doesn't tan his legs, so right. it's like such a stark difference. The thing that's like interesting and we'll get into this a little with the abushi match but like we think of tanahashi as like this sort of elder statesman or whatever he's only in his early 40s he's like not that old it's i i it it's he's had a really really long career but again like not that old yeah he was in the same class as nakamura and shibata he's not like old is shibata retired Shibata is sort of he's question like, mark retired because he's like injured as shit, right, or something. Yeah, he's the one who headbutted Okada. That's what I thought. Yeah. So right now he's like working as a trainer, and it's sort of like a question mark whether he's going to come back. Um, a lot of people really, really want him to, but he did headbutt Okada and then like go into a coma. So <laughs> that will do that. Yeah, he's like a Daniel Bryan situation, I think. <laughs> Um, oh god we have to be there then if it he comes back yeah we gotta get yeah, we two gotta go. two yep um, <laughs> anyway what also is very enjoyable about, about this match other than the match itself is like i said i as i learn more i can recognize some young lions and i'm always looking mm-hmm. for young lions now to be like who do i recognize and the first time i saw him i said is that taguchi i thought he was a little older and apparently is he a young lion there? I don't think so. I think he's like Tanahashi's second. You oh, know what I yeah, because he's in Taguchi, Japan. Yeah. But I don't know when that was formed. I'm not sure if it's a thing no. there, but I also don't think Taguchi's a young lion. He might be, but I don't if think not, so. If not, he's like going back to college at 30 of the yeah, young Yeah, you know, he's, he's no, in Apollo he's, 55 at this point. Yeah, yeah, just the timeline makes a right. little more sense to me. But I was, was wondering that too. I was like, why is Taguchi out there yeah but but he's already doing the coach thing yeah like i couldn't (laughs) help but laugh and then of course you see my probably my favorite young lion to spot uh is hiromu yeah yeah buzz cut hiromu who still looks like a goober he looks so young and he's just like kind of perched on the on the edge of the uh of the ring kind of like looking up at them and on it's very cute that's my dad who no one knows why he is doting on me (laughs) (laughs) but i will yeah I, Hiromu, come back to us in 2019, please. Yeah, we miss him soon. Um, but yeah, I I just think this is like a really great setup for a feud, and uh, maybe one day we will do an episode about their whole saga. Yeah, because it is very long and very illustrative of like this most recent sort of era of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Okay. Awesome. 
The final match that we watched for this is Tanahashi versus Ibushi for the uh, Intercontinental Championship at Power Struggle 2017, which is right before I started watching, right? Uh, yeah, it was they like November. They mentioned on the commentary that um, the Jericho and Jericho must be furious and he's due to fight Omega soon. Yeah, this was um, the show that that match was announced at. So... It was the show that Jericho Omega was announced at Power okay. 2017. So, so this is like right before. Yeah, it's it's like early November. Nice. Um, yeah, and uh, I, w- I watched this at the time. Um, and I, I'm really glad we're watching it again because I forgot how much I loved it. I This was my favorite match that we watched for this. Um, Mine was probably Nakamura just because it was so new to me mm. in terms of this. But this, I mean, none of the matches are ma- bad, but like this match is a banger. I really liked it. I feel like... Um, the thing that like Tanahashi really excels at because he is so sort of classic is these like very simple classic wrestling stories. And to me, Tanahashi Ibushi is like a very classic wrestling story. Um, It's an older guy uh, wanting a younger guy to like kick his ass basically. Yeah. It's like, if you respect wrestling, you will, beat me up like take your rightful place yeah like i i just think that's like a it's a respect match you know what i mean yeah absolutely and the promo package for this is really good too it's great and it's it's again i think very illustrative of this because you have it it's this sort of like I was going to say father-son, but we talk a lot about how Tanahashi is like kind of a mom. And I feel like what is more mom-like than destroying your body to help your offspring? You know? That's how they come here. Exactly. So like (laughs) it's kind of a mom-son thing where the promo package is Tanahashi in like a cool record store the the parental figure in this and then abushi literally on a playground yeah like the in child like, incredible fuckboy athleisure yeah he's like literally doing like parkour down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> again a series of choices were made with the haircuts in this match i see i think coaches looks good here it looks the best that coach's hair can look <laughs> with the style that he chooses to cut it in yeah and I will say, well, we actually didn't even get into like, so Tanahashi's hair is Tanahashi's hair. Um, but I will say that in his favor that like when it gets fucked up after a match, it's that much more fucked up looking. Yeah. Because he has a ton of product in. <laughs> so when it's all like flat and sweaty and in his face, it's great. But he has shorter hair here and I really like it. Yeah. It's good. There's some good hair in this match. It's not like it's not Tanahashi hair at full power, but it's like a nice understated. What is your version of Tanahashi hair at full power? Um, he did like a really good one. He posts them on Instagram. Uh, apparently, by the way, Tanahashi's sister does his hair, which is cool. It's like so he posts them on Instagram to kind of like big up her her salon or whatever. What a sweetie pie! I know. He did this one with like white. They were braids with like white in them. And they were sort of like, it was like an updo, and then the sides were braids. It wasn't oh, cornrows, but it was like... I think I've seen that. It's It was really His really ponytails good. are always really good. Yeah. He does like they're a like really good... Eddie Guerrero good ponytails. <laughs> yes, they're very can I speak to the manager. Yeah, but like in a in the most majestic way possible, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> Excuse me. May I speak to your boss? Yeah, he's of like... Of course. Oh my God. He wants to speak to the manager, but he's going to compliment them. Exactly. And he's going to compliment <laughs> you. Thanks, Tanahashi. 
But uh, yeah, I I just really liked that that promo package. And then also again, like this is pretty recent, so we have more breakdown of Tanahashi's body. His bicep is torn. Yeah, yeah, and like his body is like a slightly older and slightly more broken for the Okada match. But this is like the Tanahashi that I am familiar with now. Right. Of like, oh, you've been fucked up over the years. You've suffered and will continue to suffer. And you will suffer beautifully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this match, I usually at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, with like a certain amount of false finishes, all of the false finishes in this work me. So exciting. Oh my God. Again, like I've seen this, I knew who won and I was still like, I was like on my feet, you know, like it was so exciting. I I really, really like this match. I feel like they just build it so perfectly. I, one of my favorite things in this is they do a bunch of these really impressive, like aerial crazy moves. Cause that's what they do. Um, and then they do a, a striking and chop battle like later in the match. And it's nasty. And it's so nasty. And it's so again, like this vibe of like, show me what you're fucking made of. Yeah. And I, I think like, again, I'm, I was talking about how Tanahashi really is a company man and is like, I, made this company what it is like my hard work my blood sweat and tears made this what it is abushi i need you to do that yeah and you are fucking around and lighting fireworks on yourself <laughs> and being, flipping off of cars yeah like you're like kind of this weird loner and it's like i need you to fucking grow up and do what you need to do for wrestling and like Get your fucking head in the game. Well, uh, wasn't this also right after he had come back from the cruiserweight championship too? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they mentioned it on commentary because they specifically allude to it and say like he did not want that Stanford, Connecticut money, which I think is a hilarious way <laughs> to refer to the WWE because everyone knows what you mean somehow. <laughs> Great. Wonderful commentary. Good job, fellas. Uh, but yeah, he's come back and he's fucking around. And he's like, get it together. You came back. Now be present. Yeah. Like uh ibushi sort of famously he still hasn't signed full-time with new japan he's technically a freelancer and i feel like that's sort of the like the unsaid sort of like subliminal storyline when it's when it's tanahashi being like i i need you to i need you to fulfill your potential here is like the i i just feel like it's all expressed so well in that like last the sort of third act of the match which the i which i consider to be starting when tanahashi just starts slapping abushi and like looking at him like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do and slapping him and then finally abushi screams at him which i feel is a little rarer for a tanahashi match there's a lot of screaming in this one yeah and like abushi we kind of project as like silent because he's stupid (laughs) um but like tanahashi is silent because he is regal (laughs) yeah Uh, he's very regal he's regal it's not that he's been hitting the head a lot (laughs) uh but there's a lot of yelling in this and it's very well enough like usually when there's yelling in a match there's only so much the mics can pick up but they pick up all of it here i wish i knew what they were saying i'm sure somebody has translated it (laughs) especially at this point and like you know they're just such good storytellers too of like you don't need to know what they're saying to understand the emotional intent behind it and like the promo package isn't translated for us and like we fucking get it you can still tell yeah yeah and that's like what this storytelling specifically in this medium should be right uh commentary does a really good job here too at, they do at setting this up like there's a line that i think is like really perfect in explaining this dynamic 
where um, I think it's Kevin Kelly says like, this isn't about Tanahashi passing the torch. This is Tanahashi wanting Kota Ibushi to take the torch from him. Yes. Like, fucking earn this. Yeah. And apparently that's like kind of how this match was set up was like, uh, Tanahashi had to like kind of force Ibushi to, to challenge him for it. Like, like it's sort of like when you shoulder check somebody so they'll start a fight with you yeah exactly it's like <laughs> this is i need you to do this come because, on buddy yeah. come on do it do it i at the end uh when he wins uh it's they say on the again on the commentary does a wonderful job of like telling the story further where they're like he's disappointed him in that he couldn't defeat him yeah it's very parental yeah and they also it also ends with them hugging which i think is nice all right no one sells me a hug better and and like (laughs) has the the perfect timing of a pregnant pause on a hug than kota (laughs) i think Dustin and Greg come really close, <laughs> but like coaches pause before the hug. Yeah. That guy knows what he's doing. It's really good. Yeah. And, uh, good this, for him. This also, I think is an interesting sort of setup to like the dynamic between Omega and Tanahashi, like going yeah. into Wrestle Kingdom and everything is, it's not quite a love triangle, but it is sort of like a, like who is, who is influencing this, this person, who, you know, what is your path? Yeah, like what is your path? And Tanahashi has always been sort of a little disappointed in Ibushi, I think. And so that to me is like was an interesting uh, sort of undercurrent to the Omega Tanahashi thing was like this sort of struggle for like Ibushi's like attention in a way, you know? Yeah, it's the fight for Ibushi's attention and the fight for Yoshihashi's soul. (laughs) We're feuded two huge feuds this year. Yeah, I just, like, apart from all this, like, storytelling, which I think is, again, the thing that, like, is most sort of visceral about Tanahashi matches over the moves. Like, Sling Blade's really cool. Like I said, I love the Dragon Screw Leg Whip. I think he does it really well. And he does it really, really well in this match in particular. Um, He he does some really gnarly-looking ones to Ibushi. But, uh, yeah, and Abushi's screaming his head off too. Yeah, Abushi's screaming his head off. Um, but Abushi, like that, the way they set up the deadlift German from the second rope. Do you remember that? Where it's like he, Abushi is on the standing on the second rope, and Tanahashi is on the apron, and Abushi grabs him and deadlifts him over the rope. Oh yeah, they do. There's one sort of like false start where. Ibushi's trying to do it and the crowd is going insane and then Tanahashi gets out of it and does the dragon screw on the rope and that's yes, awesome. Yes. And then the second time when he finally does it, the crowd's like, ah! and it's it's really cool. Oh, I forgot about a move that made me flip out during the Okada match, which is when he flips over the ropes and flips right back. Yeah. Oh, he does my the skin the cat. Oh, uh, it's that's called that's what it's called. Yeah. When he I does like the, it. when he goes back in over I the I like yeah. it. That's good. That's a that's he's good. I want I Probably doesn't have a, a gymnastics background, but like <laughs> it makes me believe in it. You know who else is really good at that that we've seen a lot is AR Fox. Yeah, AR Fox does that. And it's, yeah, it's always great. very fun. I love AR. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this move that second rope move is very good that you described. Thank you for p- pointing it out because it's, it's really cool. You, the the other thing with this match is that I had to like keep pausing it and rewinding because it's very overwhelming and how much is happening at once. Yeah, 
it really like hits all like the sensory points and no tooth goes missing which is kind of notable yeah all of tanahashi's teeth stay in his head which we really appreciate I don't know if all his brain cells stayed in his head, but uh, who lost more brain cells in this match? You think? Good question. And Uh, like, we're not starting from like who lost the most percentage wise, right? (laughs) Percentage wise is probably Tanahashi because he had way more to lose. However, well, it would be the opposite, right? If you have less to lose and you lose one, you have a higher percentage. Oh, that's right. My bad. So Abushi, I think Abushi would win that fight, but there's that like thing where. Ibushi does like the lawn dart thing where he like throws Tanahashi headfirst into the turnbuckle. I feel like he probably lost a lot of uh, a lot of brain cells that way. Oh man, do you remember? Did you ever do this in middle school where you the one kid who found out that if you cross your eyes and hit yourself in the head, it sticks for a second? <laughs> I think about how many brain cells I lost during that, and I feel a kinship with Kota Ibushi. <laughs> Kota Ibushi has definitely done that before. He's still doing that he's doing that right now he probably does that before he goes in for concussion checks probably just a bit that's his like match warm-up is he just does that <laughs> hey buddy this is gonna get hit again <laughs> remember this remember this as he's like whacking his own head <laughs> not anymore yeah i really don't <laughs> i love you abushi i really do um yeah i just like i forgot how much i love this match it's it's really fucking good yeah I, uh, big fan <laughs> um i i think that like i love that the main emotional undercurrent of this entire episode which is very appropriate for who the subject is is thank you i love you yeah i i, I just feel like i can't imagine it's strange because like i said before we saw him live i don't think i was like fully sold but now, like, I can't imagine not kind of, like, being transported when you see him, you know? Yes. He- and I think that's a positive version of, like, the empathetic freakout I described earlier with the tooth and, like, with more minor injuries. Like, that's also, I think, part of what makes me love matches so much is imagining, like, the intense high the crowd must be on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and and the performer. Like, for me, that's a big part of what drew me to wrestling was imagining, like, how much adrenaline these people have to have that, like, they really are fueled by the audience. And, you know, when you're watching these dudes do, like, a chop battle in front of, like, a bunch of screaming fans, it's like, they can't feel that because they're, I you know, I know from doing stand-up, like, you you get this adrenaline high when you're performing and you're in the zone of performing and you're really doing your best work like that is a very special headspace and it's really cool to contribute to somebody else being able to do that by being in the audience and I just feel like Tanahashi makes that so explicit because he's so clearly like fueled by the crowd and loves the crowd and that like you can tell also because like all of these matches the the clips on new japan world are like an hour long because after the match tanahashi fucking hams it up for like 20 more minutes <laughs> he, he does his air guitar he makes one of the young lions throw him the air guitar and then yeah. the air guitars and like he gives a speech and everybody's like cheering for him and it's just like you are a ham you are a ham and i identify with that it's so yeah like this is the end of the match as we watch but i do want to talk a little bit about like sort of what he's been up to because like so he's has this history of like helping all of these people. Like he helped launch Okada. He helped launch Naito. Like he's a big part of their stories. Um, and they clearly tried to set Jay White up for that. With 
<laughs> like they they wanted they were gonna use him for like launching Jay White into that into that sort of level of of stratosphere yeah and it like kind of didn't work and it's that's sort of interesting to me i i haven't really thought about strategically why it didn't work with him not that it jay white is like doing really well now but i don't think he's doing really well because of his stuff with tanahashi which is how okada and naito got over you know i mean i kind of i liked his later more recent stuff with tanahashi now where he's been taunting him right well he just challenged again tena 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 hishi tena hishi i think that is indicative of uh okada stepping into his role as like heir to, to tanahashi because what got jay white over is the feud with okada I feel. yeah 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 that's so a that, good point that that's him stepping into the role. Yeah. Now it's just a question of like when Abushi comes in, who is he going to get over? Right. I mm. mean, well, that's like I, I think that like a lot of the Abushi Tanahashi thing because bef- at the end of the Abushi Tanahashi match, Jay White comes out and challenges him. Yeah. So I think with Abushi, it was like, hey, I've done this for all these other dudes. You're. 35 like that you need to do this now you know like let me help you that abushi's 35 right he's only like six or seven years younger than tanahashi which is like crazy he's aging so well yeah it's insane i just wonder what's gonna happen to like all of their boobs when they go off the juice finally and how it's (laughs) going to sink they probably just can't they're gonna they're gonna get lower like we saw with uh brock lesnar they deflate they get low I didn't think Brock Lesnar was going to come up in this episode. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, another thing we didn't watch that, if you're interested, uh, I really like Tanahashi versus Suzuki. I think it's really good. Because, I want to like, watch that. I didn't s- have the time to watch this for bonus, but yeah. like I want to. As we said, like Tanahashi is really good at suffering, and Suzuki is really good at making people suffer, so it's a good combo. Yeah, match made in heaven. Um, another thing w- I really wanted to watch for this that we sadly were not able to is Tanahashi's movie. Okay. <laughs> How do we, can we stream it somewhere? Can we buy it? I have no idea. I feel like we should like stream it some not, sometime. It's, I am dying to see it. Mo- mostly because I've seen the trailer and it looks really fun. And like we said, Tanahashi so charismatic. It's like, absolutely. Like, yeah, I want to watch a movie with you in it. But um, also because Joel Hardy, the Phantasmagoric <laughs> Speed Star is in it. I'm so glad you brought it up before I did. <laughs> my main regret from our Greg episode is that we didn't ask him about Joel Hardy, the Phantasmagoric my Speed Star. My main regret is that we didn't ask him about Tanahashi. Yeah. I, I, I feel like he would have had good things to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I that is Greg's name in that movie. And like Makabe is in it and Okada's in it. And they play Makabe and Okada pretty much. <laughs> pretty and much. Then, and then they gave him like a Jojo ass name. Right. Everybody else is pretty much their own dude except for Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what what's going on here? <laughs> Which is why I'm bummed we didn't ask him. But anyway, yeah. if anybody has any links to that movie, particularly if there are uh, subtitles or something please let us know yeah we would love to see it or where i can like legitimately pay for it too that's yeah fine well, i'm me. fine with that yeah. i just really want to see it yeah it looks very silly uh but yeah so congrats to tanahashi hopefully when this comes out he won't have lost the belt yet or his like arm or his arm or yeah any <laughs> or of his, his limbs his peck uh, <laughs> a rib hopefully none of his body parts have been ripped off at this point what yeah like what there's not a part of his body that hasn't had to be like mended correct pretty much i yeah he's like separated everything you can separate like he's Ew. yeah he's so he's in, like a raccoon spine <laughs> separating yeah? oh <laughs> this is a fun fact to close the episode raccoon spines are like accordions 
Huh. They, right, they're going to outlive all of us. That's really interesting. That's why they can survive, like, everything. Um, I do want to say one more thing. This is just very interesting to me because I did not know about this. And it's like, oh, if you learn about wrestling, you might get to learn about other things. Um, so people think that Tanahashi is probably going to, the speculation is that he's probably going to drop the belt in May because May is um, very significant in Japan. It's the end of, um, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, the Hisei era, H-I-S-E-I. And what that means is that the emperor is scheduled to abdicate the throne. And every time there's a new emperor in Japan, it's a new historical era. So it's been the Hisei era since like 1989 or something like that. Oh. Yeah. So I just think it's really interesting that like this is a significant enough cultural event in Japan to affect wrestling booking is like kind of interesting. Like I wouldn't have known about any of that if I didn't watch wrestling. That's really cool. Yeah. Thank you for telling me. Fun fact. That's a probably lot smarter fact than raccoons have cool spines. No, that's also a good fact. (laughs) I'm glad we could leave our listeners with some good facts. (laughs) Um, Please, if you like our show, we have a Patreon, um, patreon.com slash WrestleSplania. Check that out. We have, as we've mentioned a few times in this episode, um, episode notes for for each show, match listings, stuff like that. Extra photos. Yeah. Photos of uh, people's horrible knees, (laughs) things like that. And then with a gorgeous falcon. And then with a falcon. There's a picture of Tanahashi with a falcon in our notes. Please check it out. You also get access to a bunch of bonus episodes and our Discord, which is a very lovely place to talk about professional wrestling with like-minded people. Um, we are WrestleSplania on Twitter, WrestleSplania at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, rate us five stars on iTunes. Do all that fun stuff. Um, if you are interested in hearing me talk more because you're a psycho, I have two <laughs> other podcasts. Uh, Lie, Cheat, and Steal, which is about uh, famous cons, and What a Time to Be Alive, which is uh, a topical, uh, funny news story podcast. So listen to those. Okay. I uh, I made a documentary about Pennsylvania voting rights. It's called Line, Line in the Street. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, the website will be launched. We've been having a little trouble dealing with Vimeo, but we'll get there. Um, And we love you. Thank you so much. Love and energy. Wait, one more thing. Oh. I'm going to be in Austin February 6th through the 16th, so please... Uh, come watch me do comedy. Love and energy. Bye. Love and energy. Bye.